You were born with individual strengths and a unique purpose. Don't let fears, false beliefs, or life's happenings diminish your influence. It's time to live and lead for impact. Host Kirsten Ross, expert of transformation, will help you defeat the drama and overcome the trauma that can stop you in your tracks. You'll gain focus, find confidence, and take bold action. Unleash passionate, purposeful you. Let's go. Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Ross, your host, and this is episode 239. And I'm so happy to bring you this episode as a part of the My Impact Academy. And I'll be talking about that a little bit more at the end. And I have a wonderful guest today. Her name is, I'm going to, I'm going to try to roll my R's like she does. <laughs> a Barbara Della Pezze. How did I do? That was awesome. <laughs> Great. But I'm going <laughs> to let me introduce you further. But, you know, I had to do that quick check in. Um, so Barbara, <laughs> uh, who is a PhD, is an internationally recognized leadership coach, life strategist, facilitator, and author distinguished by her capacity to inspire and empower and by her unique ability to connect and tune in with people from highly diverse cultures, ages, and backgrounds. She has over 18 years of global experience living and working in China, Hong Kong, Australia, Canada, Europe, and the U.S. Barbara has partnered with global leaders, entrepreneurs, C-suite executives, and members of family-owned businesses to help them make key paradigm shifts and breakthroughs so that they can effectively create large-scale changes in society and the world. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you, Kirsten. Um, it's an honor to be here with you today. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm so excited to, to chat with you. Uh, we are kindred spirits, I can tell already. We do a lot of the same work. And um, so I am, and for about the same same amount of time. And so I, I'm really looking forward to, to chatting today. So let's just dive in and uh, tell me about your work and what impact you're working to make in the world. Well, my work is about uh, people. As you know, as you just said, we, we are in the same uh, field and industry, and I'm, I, I, I believe we have a similar passion. Um, I love people and, and what I do. Um, I love to help um, individuals express fully who they are and particularly um, tapping into those resources that might, they might not even know that they are, that they have, so that they can express them fully. And um, I do that because I believe that when we are in our own power, we can change the world. <laughs> and so it is my indirect way um, by impacting on people so that they can do their magic and impact on the world. So I, again, I love the work that you're doing. We're in the same kind of space. So tell me what experiences have motivated you the most to make this unique impact? So since I was younger, um, I've uh, always been called by my friends and people that knew me, the, the wise one, because um, it has always been natural for me to um, somehow um, help people and also see their potential. And uh, I've always been passionate in inspiring them to go after their potential. And so um, it is something that has always been with me. And then I discovered when I moved from Italy to Asia, where I spent uh, uh, many years of my life, I discovered that actually there was uh, a profession 
that could do that, help people. And that was the coaching profession. And so I started to explore how do you become a coach? What do you do? And, uh, and that's, that's it. I found my way and, uh, where I was living at the time, which was Hong Kong, uh, I found a lot of people, <laughs> very different kind of people. And uh, I started to explore and become a, a people watcher <laughs> at first. Uh, and then uh, um, I became passionate about helping those who wanted to become better and um, evolve and expand their sense of uh, identity and the way they could learn about the world and themselves and their life so that they could impact their environment and the, their world. What is so funny to me as I listen to your story, it is so similar to the way that I started. And I'm going to date myself a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if like across the globe, you heard of, have you heard of Ann Landers? Nope. <laughs> so <clears throat> very popular um, newspaper columnist years ago uh, mm -hmm. who would give advice. And, um, you know, so people would write in Dara and Landers, and then she would give her advice. And all the way back in high school, people called me the Ann Landers of, <laughs> of wow. the high school. <laughs> so I love, and then I did not, and you and I have both been in this coaching space for many years, be, uh, you know, prior to it being so popular. Yes. And so I would love to hear how you even heard about it, because for me, it was, I was in the process of um, looking for a new something to get out of an abusive marriage. Um, mm -hmm. And because uh, I had been, uh, I had uh, stopped working while my kids were babies and um, needed to get out. And so yeah. I talked to a few trusted advisors in my life. Yes. They had three people over the course of just a couple of weeks say, you should be a coach. And I was like, what the heck is this? And I remember that aha when I Googled it and I was like, oh my gosh, I've been accidentally doing this my whole life. So I would love to hear a little bit more. How did you find out about coaching? Um, that is a very interesting question. At, at first, I thought that the profession that would take care of people was being a psychologist. And, um, but when I explored being a psychologist, it was not quite what I wanted to do. <laughs> because at, at, at the time when I was doing this, it was more clinical psychology. And, and so it was not exactly what I wanted to do. And then I met this amazing woman, um, it was in Asia, that became a very dear friend of mine. And uh, I remember that she was this she was doing this thing. She was a coach. And I was impressed by the way she would ask questions. And uh, I remember I was uh, inspired by the way she was asking questions. And then she, I asked her about it. And I said, what are you doing with these questions? Questions to me, till that point, uh, Kirsten, they were just a question to have information. I did not know at the time the power of questions. And then she started to explain to me what questions are actually about. And uh, from that exploration, I came to know what coaching was about. And then, and, and, and that was it. And that was it. That was a very powerful shift for me. And I, it is as if I changed the dimension I was moving my life within. And I started to see things differently, opportunities differently. And, uh, and, and I decided, okay, this is something that I, I want to do. It was not as straightforward because then in, in the midst of this, life happened. So my divorce happened and many other things happened. I was living abroad in many different countries. So I had to integrate a lot of uh, data, so to speak. But the moment where I, I decided and I, and I recognized that there was so much value in coaching, was when this 
person was using question in such a powerful way. And uh, I loved it. I love that. I, um, it makes me think back to uh, when I was, I had that yearning and I'm sure you're the, the same way. And so, and also the fact that you're going through a divorce, very funny. Um, so, uh, so I'm thinking that perhaps, I don't know if you had kids at the time, but I was like the, the single mom of very uh, two small young boys um, when I was starting my business. But, you know, prior, you know, so, you know, a yucky thing was the catalyst, but um, it was something that I needed to figure out because prior to finding coaching as a, as a vocation and as a way to serve others, I had this deep yearning and maybe you'll resonate with this. Um, Oprah Winfrey used to, as part of her show, she would have these use your life episodes where she would bring people on that just started some little tiny thing and then like made this huge impact in the world. And I would sob, like we're talking, hold my breath, ugly cry, mm. hoping that no one outside hears me <laughs> um, because I just had this deep, deep yearning. There was something I was supposed to be doing and mm. I wasn't doing it and I couldn't figure out how to figure out what it was so that I could do it. And finding coaching was like coming home. And I still remember the very first person, you know, after doing a course and, you know, coactive coaching and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I, I contacted someone who was always motivated and, you know, working on a lot of different things. And I was like, Hey, can I coach you? And I remember her getting aha moments and I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, um, how super fun that, uh, that that's how you also found coaching. So, um, when you think back to the, you know, the many years that you've been helping people, you know, kind of find their purpose and gain clarity. What, um, when you think back, what is one particular person or team that you helped um, where the impact was just huge and it really fuels your passion to keep doing this important work? Well, well, <laughs> while you're talking and, 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 and asking me this, uh, there is one, there are many amazing people that I had the really the, the privilege to be working with. In particular, um, there was this uh, one person, um, she was a, a top executive in one of the biggest corporations in China. And um, uh, she was, she was, um, she had been working in this company for so long, an amazing woman. And she was the CEO of the company. Um, and I remember that um, she really had achieved a lot in terms of uh, financial success, professional success. She had also a beautiful family, but she did not feel fulfilled. And so I remember that the work that uh, we did together and she asked me to do with her is the question was, uh, how is it possible that I have achieved so much and yet I am not fulfilled? What can I possibly want more? And um, I love that question because uh, the part that was missing actually was uh, herself. She did not connect with herself, with her highest purpose with or, or deepest purpose, depending how you want to say it. And uh, um, she was so talented and she had not found a way yet to connect with herself and therefore to be in a position of tapping into her herself fully and then and that would have been what uh, would have brought her fulfillment and so working with her and we managed to achieve that to the point that when we finished work she resigned <laughs> she didn't good for her <laughs> she, uh, she resigned and she wanted to she said to me barbara 
I now want to really go after what's really important for me in my life and get that sense of fulfillment that I haven't found so far. And so she made a, this brave um, step and she quit a very powerful position, a very beautiful job. And uh, she, she changed. She did it for a while. And uh, that for me was amazing because that, that told me that the work that we do, the work that at the time I did with her and that coaches do is extremely important. It does not, uh, it is, it doesn't serve just uh, a business goals or business purposes, but it always taps into what's most important for the well-being, sense of fulfillment and living the purpose for individuals. And that's what motivates me. Actually, there is a joke now that when Barbara intervenes, then be careful because people resign to get aligned with their purpose. <laughs> so <laughs> having said that, not everybody does it, but a lot, uh, it happens that, that really uh, people get to get connected to their own um, purpose. I love that. Um, it's funny. I have to give kind of caution at times, too. Um, there are a couple of times when it's like, OK, we're going to be taking the blinders off. So that um, the power of um, the stories that we tell ourselves and uh, the patterns that kind of can keep us stuck feeling like victims or, you know, with negative emotions, et cetera, because of the stories that we're telling about the facts that are happening. And, and I, you know, and I always caution, okay, when we, when we do this, there's no going back. Like you will always be aware. <laughs> um, and, you know, to your point about, um, you know, this does, it impacts their life and their work. I always say you are who you are in your life and in your work. We can work on one and we'll impact both. And so the cool thing is, and you know, generally it is in the the course of their jobs, you know, their employer is usually paying for my work, you know, but I'm like, no, you get to, you have free license uh, anyway to talk about either because, you know, if you're a people pleaser here, you're a people pleaser in your life, we can use any of those circumstances to, uh, to show, you know, find that gap, have you you know, create new communication and behaviors and, and work through that, be a better leader and have yeah. more healthy relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, um, what has been the biggest internal or external challenge for you as you have over these many years worked into, you know, first, um, starting your business, growing it, um, you know, multicultural across the globe. Uh, what, what is that biggest challenge and, and how did you work to overcome it so that you can inspire others? So my biggest challenge actually happened when I was in China and it had to do with that one of those out of the blue moments that happened. And that was when my then husband uh, delivered the news that he wanted to leave the marriage. And that was for me uh, really unexpected and an out of the blue event. And that completely uh, transformed um, who I am today and my life. And that has been uh, uh, really difficult to overcome. It was a long process of rebuilding uh, my sense of identity and uh, my future and my career. Um, it was extremely powerful because uh, it happened when I was in a foreign country, actually moving in between countries and living and working in between countries. And um, it forced me to look not only at myself, the, the, the person I knew myself to be, but also to look at the culture I was coming from, at the culture I was brought up in, at my family values, my own values. I was um, an, in a 
very different country and I was meeting people from all over the world and and they simply challenged my values, what I believed in. And with this uh, sudden uh, breakup of my marriage, the, the values, the beliefs, uh, the tradition I've always uh, believed in suddenly didn't, didn't make sense and didn't hold true for me anymore. And so it was a very profound... Uh, um, shaking of a, of my actual of myself and my my world and uh, I made a decision that I wanted to face whatever was in front of me no matter how painful it was from the inside out and so I did I took uh, my courage I tapped into my most profound resources uh, into my support network of amazing friends and I started to move into the new world that uh, this event suddenly created for me that it was an, an empty world uh, unknown full of uncertainties and everything was new and scary at the moment at that moment in time and uh, I learned about myself and how to navigate that that the new world I wrote a book about it and uh, because I wanted uh, to contribute to the life of others that might have gone through a similar situation. And I wanted to speak from the future because then once the story, I knew the ending of the story, I could speak to, from the future to people that are going through similar difficult situations and, and say, look, everything will be all right. It was something that I was longing to hear when I was to hear when I was there and I couldn't find actually a voice that would tell me so and so I I decided to write my experience in order to be that voice for people that are going through something similar and that became my leadership story right and and the, the foundation of leadership as I like to call it that that became my leadership story and tell me the name of your book so that people can find it yeah the book is called the unexpected gift and uh, it is available on, on Amazon. Great. And when did that come out? It came out in in February this year, actually. Okay. So, Great. Well, congrats. Thank you. And I'm sure it's a really helpful book. So, um, and of course, we'll put the link in the show notes. Um, so tell me a bit about, so you, you talked about kind of the strategies that you use to move through that difficult time, which good for you. You, you created a, you know, what we can do in those times is, you know, something bad happens and we can use that as a catalyst for really positive change. And so what were some of the outcomes or what are some of the things that you learned or transitions that you made during that time? You know, um, it took me 12 years <laughs> to overcome oh, wow. everything because uh, there was my inner story and then there was the outer story that, that is life from the outside that was happening and then it involved other people. Um, I, I, I found out that I went through seven steps and I'm writing now the second book, which is the seventh step to the gift, seven steps to the gift, sorry. And uh, these are the, the milestones that for me made a difference and allowed me to move forward in this, uh, in this uh, situation. They are seven step. Um, let's say they are all to me extremely important. Maybe I can share a few uh, with sure. you. Today and the first one, just because you mentioned before the power of the story uh, we tell ourselves, right, and about the facts that are happening, the first step was really owning my story um, and, and uh, awaken to my story because when this happened, it was, as I said, an out of the blue moment. <laughs> 
And uh, I am a philosopher by training, so I thought I was actually very careful and I was uh, on top of things, I was observing, I was paying attention, I was attentive. And yet there was something that I missed clearly because, uh, or I did not uh, want to um, acknowledge and, and realize it was happening. So the first important step became, and for the future without anybody going through traumatic events, really learn how to be awakened to your own story and and uh, be conscious about it and own your story, right? So that uh, you can really um, be aware of what is going on and not only with you, but also the people around you. So this is the first, uh, let's say, wake-up call. Pay attention to what you're telling yourself. What is the legendary story you are telling the world about you and your life? Uh, and then look behind that and find uh, what's hidden and what you are not uh, willing to look at, really. And that that might become that bomb that suddenly might explode in your life. So that was a first lesson, if you want. Um, so the second one, second point and the second step actually was for me to um, build radical relationships. Uh, what I in the book call radical relationships. In and uh, I am blessed with very good friendship and long-term friendship. And in that moment when my breakup happened, I realized how important it is to have those radical friends, which are those people that actually can see you and can remind you of who you are. And they are there for you no matter what's happening, even if you are not at, on top of things, on top of the world, or and they are there and they look at you and they make you feel like you belong. And for me, they did it. So my husband was living and living me there alone and they were telling me, you belong to us. We are your family. We have always been. And they reminded me of who, we, who I was because when... Um, I'm sure you can relate to that, Kirsten, when we are in the midst of so much pain, it's very difficult to remember who we are fully, right? We just yes. uh, perceive a little bit of ourselves. So radical relationships, radical friends make a difference. And so I learned that more and more we need to invest in building those special relationships. Not only for times of difficulties, by the way, also when we are in very good time and we are successful in the traditional, uh, let's say, or common way of interpreting success, uh, which is things are going well, you are recognized, you achieve a lot. You want to share those moments with friends that actually know you and understand you because that that is even better when you share, right? So building radical relationships um, became uh, extremely uh, important and, and key from that moment on. Um, another point, uh, and uh, that is also uh, partnering with mentors. Having mentors, uh, having, and, and I would add now, not only mentors, but role models, sponsors, coaches, <laughs> having a coach that supports you, uh, because uh, those are people that can help you see beyond what you are capable of in difficult moments. I use the difficult moments because really that was my experience overcoming a tragic event and a very, very challenging situation. And for me, unexpected mentors and role models, um, they were not people that were I was surrounded by. They were l people around me, they were loving and they cared about me a lot, 
but I couldn't find in them mentors and role models because they did not have the experience of the intensity of pain I was going through. And so uh, they somehow they, they could they couldn't say anything. They couldn't show me anything that could move me forward. But I found those unexpected mentors in what I call the giant of the soul. And for me, they were uh, people that experienced uh, the, the the tragic and the trauma of war and the Second World War, the concentration camp experience, and they wrote about it in their books. So I read books of these amazing individuals and they became my mentors. They became my role models because I was looking at their at what they said, at what they say, their experience, and I was learning how how to think, my attitude, how could I look at my situation in order to overcome it. And that was very, very powerful. And so I, I think I I read so many books uh, that were written I, and I honored uh, the story of them not saying that their story and mine are similar not at all I don't dare to do that but exactly because what they went through was so much harder I had to learn so much from simply observing and and reading their words and so to me, that became extremely important and extremely powerful because um, I found a community I belong to and because they 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 made me feel so. Their scripts of these people made me feel so. And uh, it was a very powerful um, lesson and contribution to the, the story of overcoming and healing that I went through. Um, there are other steps. I don't want to take too much time on this, but uh, one in particular, uh, which is... Uh, the last one in this in the sequence of the seven steps, um, which is uh, the paying it forward. And uh, I realized, as I said before, it took me many years to uh, heal and overcome the situation that was very complex. And I realized that eventually to actually feeling that you have uh, forgiven yourself, forgiven um, the person that, in your opinion, at first caused you so much pain, um, you do need to pay forward. In my healing journey, so much love and so many people have helped me and came to support me. Even people that I didn't even know um, came to support him. And in the sense that, for example, I couldn't decide at first whether I wanted to stay in a foreign country or going back to my own country. And I had not the energy to make the decision a simple decision as renting a place. And so to help me in that, some friends of friends offered me to stay at their place in the city center where they did not, uh, they, they were not there, the, the, the apartment was free. And, and so they said, well, if that can help, you can stay there. And so they allowed me to stay for some time so that I did not have to make the decision immediately and I could have some time to um, to heal a little longer. So things like this, um, it was full of event of generosity and love uh, towards me. And so I've realized that to actually complete the process of healing and complete um, my evolution and in and becoming the new person was to pay it forward. And so in what I do, there is always a component where when I can, I pay it forward to somebody in different ways and and. It might have not to do with the coaching or in any, it doesn't matter in which form, but if there is a chance that I can be one of these uh, uh, people that help me f 
for somebody else. I love to do it. And that gives me so much. Yeah, I love that. I love how you're talking about the different kinds of relationships, because that was one of my ahas, you know, a few years ago that uh, sometimes, especially when we're um, really focusing so much on serving others, we can forget to make sure that we have those relationships and are investing in those relationships where, you know, I call them those symbiotic relationships, not that that's a new or unique word, but, um, you know, where there's the give and take of more of a friendship versus the people that we're serving. And if we don't have those, one, when we go through a difficult time, um, that's what we need is those people. It's so great that you had that in your corner. Um, but also what we might end up doing is having unrealistic expectations of relationships that really aren't aligned for the serving you kind of a role. So for instance, when you are a coach or a mentor or, um, you know, starting a ministry serving in those ways, um, you know, that relationship is really designed around them leaning on you, uh, and, you know, to shift those is, can be difficult, if not impossible. Um, and so, yeah, so important to continue to foster all of the different kinds of relationships. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned forgiveness too, and tell me if this resonates with you that also, I mean, we were talking years in the making, but, um, there were still pieces where I hadn't yet forgiven my ex for, you know, the trajectory he set my life on and, and all of that, that was so different from my expectation, what I thought was going to be my future. And, um, I found it th during that deep dive that really I was holding on as a way of protection. Um, one, there was that continuing to collect, uh, we'll call it his, you know, I don't know his, the proof of his, of who he was <laughs> continuing <laughs> to really focus on that is like, I just continued to need the validation, but at some point, like that focus wasn't helpful and I didn't need to collect more data or prove it to the true friends, the people, you know, again, those core relationships that I had. So that was a waste of my energy. And it was just, mm -hmm. you know, it had me focusing on the negative and then to forgive or have empathy felt too close to love. And again, I needed that protection because, you know, but in finding the empathy for, you know, there were challenges there that, that caused what happened. I'm not excusing it away for sure, but if you can see the person as an imperfect human and start to work on that relationship or the forgiveness piece, um, and, and know that you're not going to like fall into the, <laughs> the love thing. It's, it's different. It's just of a fellow human. Um, and, but anyway, it, it serves us in releasing all that negativity and the energy that we're placing on, uh, continuing to hold that negative stuff. And that was such an important piece. And again, happened years later, I'm probably still working on it <laughs> over 15 years later, however many years out we are now, but the kids are grown. That's how long it's been. <laughs> But do you resonate with any of that too? Oh, look, I I agree with you that um, not first fostering that negative energy. If, in my experience, that the first thing that I, apart from the very beginning, when you are very angry because it was something that I did not choose, and so it was painful and I was very angry. But sooner, I would say very soon, I realized that actually being so upset and looking for 
um, what did at first the question was what did I do, but then also look at him and what did he do? <laughs> I, it did it did not serve me. So yeah. I actually immediately dropped that and I started to focus more on uh, getting the power back to me. So I started asking myself, okay, so what did I do or did not do that I could have done differently? And I tried to there is another step that I didn't mention before is find the clarity of mind. So for me, it was actually creating the distinctions between me and him and then start focusing on myself and how do I discover a new way of thinking about myself and and yes what could I have done but also what can I do now so I started somehow not to uh, skip over things but I try to um, respect and and really believe in in his decision and uh, and once I had done that then it was a matter of okay so now what do I do with what I have with who I am now with what I think with what I feel how can I leverage these and transform it because anyway I had no in my case uh, um, he did not speak much and uh, he did not give me my, many reasons and he just simply left and so it was very difficult for me to uh, to even think about something. <laughs> and so uh, immediately, though, I, it w- became clear that I could, not, I could not linger on negativity because it, would, it was too painful for me. And so somehow I'd, I let it go and I, I detached and I started to focus on uh, rebuilding myself as much as possible this is from the inside and from the outside i i trusted life i trusted people and i trusted even events in the sense that uh, um, events happened from the outside where clarity came from unexpected places as one chapter of my book said and uh people came to me with information or people met me and even eventually uh, my ex-husband after many many years of silence in in uh, unexpectedly he calls me he sent me an email actually that he wants to meet out of the blue again <laughs> and so that was uh, the the last step of uh, uh, the dance of forgiveness as i call it where really um, both of us i think we we came to terms with the story we have created by this separation and this divorce and learned a new way of uh, being at peace with it so very beautiful and uh, my my the biggest lesson is that really a negative uh, uh, feelings against people uh, don't serve anybody and so it we better learn how to manage the 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 positive and the and, and and build on that i don't know if you resonate with this as well yes well i'm just the whole time i'm thinking kudos to you kudos to you kudos to you for figuring that part <laughs> it was out. not easy i tell it you it was me, not um, easy of course i will give myself grace he was abusive and i was still having to co-parent so there were still continuous yeah. things that were happening that were very challenging yeah. but but um but you know yeah i should have learned my lesson <laughs> earlier so so listen to Babala. <laughs> Babala <laughs> on this one. Yes, do the internal work. I was doing the internal work, but I was carrying like a big, you know, sack of bricks behind for many years. And so, yeah, the quicker that you can let go of that, absolutely. Um, and it doesn't serve. It doesn't serve. And I have also to say, though, Kirsten, that um, I did not have kids 
my pain on that was that because of what he did, I could not have become a mother. And that was very difficult to mm-hmm. uh, get over. And that was a big challenge. In, in But for a situation where you do have kids, it becomes uh, very challenging then to build a peace with the person, to build peace with it and harmony because you have these creatures <laughs> there <laughs> that you need to take care of and you need to find a, a balance, yeah. right? So it is not easy at all. Not yeah, easy. and protect so, and all Kudos that. to so. you too. <laughs> Thank you. So um, as we finish out today, what quick words of wisdom do you have for others who want to make their own impact in the world? One thing that I really, really love is a belief, actually, and that is that uh, we want to believe to the seemingly impossible because uh, it does happen. The impossible does happen. And uh, uh, we don't want to... um, with our limiting beliefs, prevent it to happen when it is something uh, amazing that might happen. So um, the the word of wisdom would be believe in the impossible. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah. I, as coaches, <laughs> I know you've, you've had this too. Like I have been brought to tears so many times when someone is pushing through, you know, they've even been, either been living in the world of assumption or have fears or false beliefs that are stopping them. Or maybe it's those difficult conversations and on the other side is just amazing stuff. So gain that clarity, bust those fears, move through and make your bigger, bolder impact. I love <laughs> <Exactly>. that. <laughs> so thank you, Barbara, so much for uh, spending time with me today and for sharing so much with the listeners. Uh you know, as always, you'll be able to find uh, more information about Barbara, uh, links to her website and social media by going to today's uh, show notes. And you can find those by going to defeatthedrama.com forward slash, or I'm sorry, click on the podcast tab and then go to episode 239. And as we close out, if you are not a member yet of the Impact Academy, I want to absolutely encourage you to join and join now. Amazing things are happening there. Um, 24-7 digital access immediately and you get a 14 days to just check it out first, but you're going to want to stay. But so you can find it. You know, you'll get strategy and group coaching sessions with me monthly. Those are recorded. I'm adding new information constantly, tons of freebies, tons of audio to take with you wherever you go, all organized for easy and ready access. So check it out. You can find it by going to myimpactacademy.com forward slash join. And I really look forward to locking arms with you there soon. And again, thank you, Barbara. Any final words? Oh, it was such a pleasure and honor having this conversation with you. Thank you for having me and uh, for doing what you're doing with this podcast is is amazing. So thank you very much. Great. And for those listening, get out there, make your bigger, bolder impact, you know, bust through those roadblocks, power through them. And uh, the world is waiting for the impact that is unique to you. Take care. 